Hey everybody, welcome back to Hoops Talk with the Dog. I'm your host, Jane Gang. Today we're going to be recapping Game 2 of the 2022 NBA Finals. Uh, the Warriors went on a barrage in the third quarter like they've usually done in the past. Um, and they completely just blow the Celtics out. They win 107-88. to Steph Curry finished with 29 points, 4 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh, and the Warriors take Game 2 and tie the series 1-1 as I predicted they would. Um, and now the series moves back to Boston on Wednesday as Boston looks to defend home court and take a series lead and and win the finals. But Golden State is saying, oh, nope, we're we, we going to let that happen. So we're going to see what happens there. But first, make sure you guys like, subscribe, check us out here on YouTube, also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Um, make this your number one listen for all your NBA news, coverage, highlights, more. Um Check us out, you know, give us a good listen, give us a good rating here. And as we move along in the offseason, I will be providing uh, constant updates of all the news going on for you guys. So uh, but let's get into the game. Let's recap. So for the stats for game two, like I said, Steph Curry finished with 29 points, six rebounds, four assists. Clay Thompson, 11 points, one assist, three rebounds. Andrew Wiggins, 11 points, two assists, six rebounds. Uh, Draymond Green, the... <laughs> The instigator, right? Finished with nine points, seven assists, five rebounds. And Jordan Poole finished with 17 points, uh, three assists, and two rebounds. So uh, overall, uh, somewhat of a balanced effort from the Warriors supporting cast. I mean, of course, Steph is going to do what he does. Uh, but I really thought Clay would have gave us a little bit more uh, in game two, especially after game one. But he's, he's still struggling to find his consistent shot. Now, we all know he's been out for the last two years because of two horrible injuries, you know, but um, I was thought by now Clay would start to get into his groove. So that's something to keep an eye on, especially as the series moves to Boston on Wednesday. You know, hopefully Clay Thompson will get back into his groove and we'll start hitting shots, you know, playing some good defense, um, making some good passes, you know, like the old Clay Thompson that we used to know, um, you know, uh, game six Clay, right? Maybe he'll show up in game six and drop like 40 points. Um, and, you know, but uh, anyway, yeah, so overall, I thought the Warriors did a good job. Um, Steph Curry doing what he does. He's the best NBA player right now in the world. I One of the best in the world, I believe. Um, he had 29 points last night, shooting like lights out from three. Um, the Celtics could not do anything about it. Um, you know, the Boston just could not do anything to stop it. Um, and they were in trouble. But Jason Tatum did good. He scored 28 points. Um, Jalen Brown had seven, uh, 17 points right behind him. Uh, you know, and what I noticed uh, was that Jalen Brown's got to be more consistent. Um, you know, this is something he struggled with throughout the playoffs this whole year. At, yeah, this season and in the playoffs, he just is not – he's on and off like a light switch. You know, you can't be like that in the playoffs. You're either on or you're off. And he was not. And he, he, he was – some games he'll do good. He'll score like 25 points like he did in game one. And sometimes he'll score 17 points and disappear the rest of the game. You know, so you can't be on and off, you know. So that's the big thing I noticed with the Warriors. Um, but overall, I think they, I think they did good. Um, I think I think going to say a good game plan going in offensively. They want to get uh, more emotion involved, of course, getting good looks for Steph and um, and Clay. And Jordan Poole, who had 17 points, was the second uh, leading scorer besides Steph Curry, of course. Um, he came in and hit some crazy shots, especially the one the, uh, to beat the 
the, the third quarter buzzer. Um, he hit one from my like half court. It was amazing. I mean, he just threw it up there and went in. Like it's like basically the Warriors have two Steph Curry's. Like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> uh, you know. But overall, um, like I said, you know, Golden State. They listened to all the noise and they were like, okay, we didn't have a good game one. We we, we were trash in game one. We sucked. And they came back and they and they you know they took care of business. They beat Boston on home floor, um, tied the series one one, and now they move back to to Boston to go play the Celtics in game three on Wednesday night. So um, I think the big key here for the Warriors is to continue to transfer that energy over to to Boston to TD Garden. Um, continue to bring that offensive firepower and energy. Move the ball around the horn. Move constant motion, constant motion. Setting good pin screens for Steph and Clay to get open. Um, you know, Steph Steph is going to do his thing regardless, but the Warriors are going to need a little bit more from their supporting cast. I'd like to see Andrew Wiggins get some more shots in. Um, you know, I think he's a good offensive player. I think more than he gets credit for. Um, you know, he was an all-star starter this year. You know, some people... That's a debatable topic. Some people believe he shouldn't have gotten in there, but it is what it is. You know, Andrew Wiggins has really grown over his career. He's gotten better and better and better. You know, he's continued to work. And especially once he got traded from Minnesota over to the Warriors, like we saw a change in his demeanor almost. Like he, you know, he kept, he worked harder. He'd been working on his three-point shot, um, you know, driving, getting creative, going into the hole, you know, just, uh, just more offensive creativeness from, from Andrew Wiggins is what I've seen. And his defense has improved also. You know, he's actually been a key, big key defensive player for the Warriors in the playoffs, um, you know, especially guarding against um, guys like Luka Doncic, um, you know, um, John Rands and those young athletic um, wings the Grizzlies had, right? You know, so you, you need that, that defensive player like Andrew Wiggins um, that can complement Draymond Green because really you look at the Warriors right now, defensively, they're, they're – their good defensive players really are Jermon Green and Andrew Wiggins. You know, Steph Curry will, will do his best, but you know, he 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 you know, he there's all he, there's not much he can do defensively. Clay Thompson is not the defensive player he once was. He's still trying to again get that groove back. You know, I mean, he did miss two years right of of playing. Um, you know, but he's trying to get that groove back. You know, so really your defensive players right now for the Warriors are Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins. The guys are gonna get up in other guys' skin. They're gonna they're gonna bump and be physical with them. That's how you know. That's how Draymond likes to play. He likes to get on your head. He likes to mess with you. You know, that's what he's gonna do. He likes to instigate. Um, that's what he did last night. You know, I don't know if you guys saw the video with Jalen Brown um, and Draymond Green were getting into it. Um, Jalen tripped over Draymond. You know, he fell on him and, then, you know, he got up and Draymond was tr- looked like he was pulling his shorts. You know, uh, he claims he was trying to use the shorts to help him self stand up. And Jalen Brown's like, well, he's trying to pull my pants off, you know. And, and uh, so that, it, you know, that's going to be interesting heading to game three, you know, that little beef between. The Celtics and Draymond Green and all that type of stuff. You know, it's gonna be it, it. This has been a fun final series. This is about to be one of the best NBA finals so far that I've I've seen in a long time. You know, because it's the fact that you got these two teams who are who are similar yet different in their own ways. You know, like they're both they got good offensive power. You know, um, you know they're not bad defense. Well, the Celtics are a great defensive team, but they're also you know the Warriors have improved defensively as a unit as well. Um, you know, they that's something they've gotten better at over the years. So they're they're hit their training that department. They're like young, but they're also on the verge of being an old team, but yeah, they're also young at the same time. You got a guy like Jordan Poole who can come in and light you up for like 
20, 30 points if he wanted to. You know, so that's the only thing that, you know, so uh, it's, it'll be interesting moving forward to see not even just in the rest of the finals, but in the future with these two teams, could they be back again to meet each other? Is this the next Cavs Warriors robbery? You know, are we going to see the Celtics and the Warriors in the finals for like the next four years? Uh, probably not, but we could. You never know. Um, so it's just something to keep an eye on. Um, but uh, main thing for my, my keys for Boston, however, to gain control of the series again is that. Jalen Brown, again, has got to be more consistent. Uh, you can't, you know, score like nine straight points in the first quarter and then kind of go on a little cold cold streak and then come back and score like 10 more points or, you know, whatever, or eight more points um, as he ended with 17 for the game. Like, you can't know. You can't do that. Like, for in order for the Celtics to win, um, like, they're really going to need really Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to score 20 points apiece both. That's the way. That's the only way they're going to win. Like it, it, it needs to happen uh, on a consistent basis. If the Celtics are trying to get like two these two games here in Boston and win these two games in Boston and take a um, a three one lead of the series, then they are going to have to. Um, they're going to have to need Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to score like at least twenty five, at least you know uh, because those are your two best offensive players. Um, Jalen Brown's got to be, you know, he, he's got to be more careful with the ball as well. He's had some turnover issues in the playoffs, especially here in the finals. Um, you know, he had a, lot, had a few of them uh, last game. So, it, you know, that's something that I've also seen. Both of these teams do struggle with turning the ball over. Um, you know, I mentioned that in the game one preview um, of the finals. You know, the, the, these both of these teams will, will turn the ball over the way, because of the way they play. But that's just something that the, the Celtics have to be mindful of because as of late, they have been doing it more um, than the Warriors, uh, you know, and that's kind of what's costing them these open possessions. You turn the ball over, that's an easy possession going the other way. That's two easy points. That's a layup. That's a dunk. That's a three. Uh, you know, for goal, especially for Golden State with how fast they get up and down the floor, you know, and that, and I mean, that's, you know, you can't turn the ball over. You can't win games and expect to turn the ball over. That doesn't work in football. It doesn't work in basketball. It does not work in any sport. Um, you can't turn the ball over. You know, you have to keep the ball. You have to have good ball security, you know. So it's this ball security is something I think the Celtics, uh, Emmanuel Doka really needs to preach more to his team. You know, like we've got to take care of the basketball because if we take care of the basketball and run our offense, get good sets going for Tatum and Brown, drive and kick um, to Horford or Smart, whoever, to get those open three points, and that's when we're going to start getting on a roll offensively, scoring easy points, getting up and down the floor, and transition and getting those easy buckets and building up a lead like they did in game one, you know, but if they're not doing that and they're turning the ball over and giving away possessions, um, you know, and you're not getting back on defense and you're playing lazy like they have, like they did in game two, then Boston will not win this, this series. They will not win the finals, you know, so that in order for them to win, they've got to have good ball security. They have got to play the defense. They've got to have their defense set. Um, you know, they've got, to, they've got to close out on the Golden State shooters, you know, because it's not easy playing the Golden State Warriors with just how they move the ball and the constant motion that they use. You know, it's kind of like 
you think about it, it's kind of like the San Francisco 49ers in football, right? You know, Kyle Shanahan loves to use motion um, in his offense. You know, it's kind of, and if you're on a defense, you're like a line. I know it's a basketball podcast, but you know, but if you're a linebacker, it's hard to keep up with who's got who's going to get the ball. And you know, you got Debo Samuel running the backfield, then you got um, Brandon Ayuk running across in front of him. Like he's got so much motion going on. You know, it's hard to. It's same way in basketball with the Golden State Warriors. You know, they love to use motion. Have Clay Thompson and Steph Curry always moving, moving, moving. Makes it. That's gonna make you tired. And it's gonna make it hard for you to stay with those shooters. But you, Boston has got to do it. They can't get lazy. They got to stay close out on those shooters, and they cannot let Draymond Green get in their heads. That's gonna be another big thing going into Game Three. Are they gonna let Draymond Green's talking in his mouth get in their heads? You know, and it, it, you know, cause a reaction back, which could get them. Te- you know, you don't need your star player, whether it be Brown. Or Tatum, or if it's another important role player like Marcus Smart, to be jawing back with Draymond Green and get a technical, or you know, or, or worse, get um, get you know, get the uh, suspended from the game, you know. Um, so that's the that's the thing you do not want, right? So um, the, the Celtics have got to be careful of that. They've got to be mindful. They just got to go out there and play their game. You know, you're at home. This crowd's gonna be behind you. Uh, you know, run your offense, do things you've been doing to get you here. Play good defense, get back, um, you know, try to get steals, you know, be physical. Um, you know, that's the big thing, man. But Golden State, in order, really, to, the key to beating Golden State, you know, is, is something that a lot of people don't think about, but it's being physical. You got to be physical with Steph Curry. You got to be physical with Klay Thompson. You got to be physical with uh, Jordan Poole. You got to beat those, guy, those guys up kind of because if you, if you wear them down, it's going to be hard for them to score like that, you know. So, But if you give them open space and you're kind of lazy and soft, Defensively, kind of drag. Boston loves to play a, a sagging defense, is what I've noticed. Uh, like you know, they'll, you know, when Golden State runs their screens and everything, they'll kind of sag. For some reason, they've been they sagged off Steph Curry a lot uh, in Game Two, and, and it, it just I, I didn't understand. Like I mean, you had Steph Curry um, coming off the screen, then you had Al Horford, Marcus Smart, everybody that's like three or four feet away from him, like just standing there watching. Like what what are they doing? You know, they I mean. It, they're just sagging off the three-point shooters. And they did it to Jordan Poole a couple of times um, and to Clay Thompson as well. You know, so I don't know what's going on with that Boston defense, but it's got to get fixed in order for them to win, you know. So, I mean, this is, again, this has been one of the best finals we've we've had, like I said, in a long time. And I think, you know, it's going to end up going and go to State's favor. I have them winning in six games, so we're going to see if my prediction holds true. And y'all let me know your prediction down in the comments as well. You know, I'm going to keep the polls open and everything. Y'all let me know what you think is going to happen. Um, again, I got Golden State in the six. Um, you know, I think Steph Curry's going to get his fourth ring. It's Clay Thompson, his fourth. Draymond Green, his fourth ring. Andre Iguodala. <laughs> we all forgot about him, right? The former finals MVP. Um, his fourth ring. I think also Steph Curry is going to win finals MVP as well. So those are my bold predictions for the rest of the series. Hopefully they come true. Um, you know, but... Now, some other news in the day. Of course, Darvin Ham had been hired as the uh, the former Bucks assistant. He's now been hired as the Lakers head coach officially. He was introduced today. Of course, the Los Angeles Lakers had a very horrible season last year. They finished 15th in the West, or uh, I believe, yeah, 13th or 14th in the West. Um, they didn't make the plan. They didn't make the playoffs. LeBron James, of course, and with another losing season with the Lakers, you know, and they're trying to find, they're trying to turn things around. Russell Westbrook, we don't know, is he leaving or is he coming back, you know? So, but Darvin Ham made interesting comments today. You know, he said Russ is, he's going to challenge Russell Westbrook to be the team's best individual defender. He's going to, you know, he, he, he said that Russ has a lot left in the tank. So, obviously, 
he views the Lakers as keeping Russell Westbrook around. You know, now for Anthony Davis and LeBron James, we don't know what that's going to look like. You know, um, I, I said this before. I believe that in order for the Lakers to to turn things around, all three of them must be traded. Uh, you got to trade LeBron James. You got to trade Anthony Davis. You got to trade Russell Westbrook because you're at a point now where you're not. If you roll the same roster back out next season, I don't care who the head coach is. You've already created a losing culture right now with less, with last season. You know, and then with the constant injuries in the 2020-2021 season with the Anthony Davis and everything, it's just, it's, there's just something that you can sense from the Lakers locker room that just isn't a good demeanor, a good positive demeanor. It's a lot of negativity circling around is what it seems like. Um, and you don't win that way, you know, so the Lakers got to turn that around. And I think that involves trading all three of your stars because the Lakers are, are, are strapped with the cap. Uh, because all your money pretty much is going to LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis, um, two of which are really not, did not help your team last season. You know, um, so I think it would be in their best interest to trade all three of them. You know, or if you keep LeBron, try to bring in some quality pieces for him. You know, like not not pieces like Kent Bazemore or or DeAndre Jordan. No, solid pieces that are going to come in and contribute and help James out you know so we'll see how it works in LA you know uh they Darvin Ham hired Rasheed Wallace to be his assistant coach so that's going to be really interesting the former bad boy with the Jordan Pistons one of the bad boys uh you guys remember from the 2004 NBA finals but um I don't know man you know honestly uh I see it's going to be it's going to be quite the whirlwind for LeBron James and the Lakers in 2022 um, you know, if they do not make the right changes, it's going to be another losing season. LeBron's probably going to leave L.A., which I think he is. I think he's going to leave before the season even starts, to be honest. You know, of course, he's keeping that a secret. We don't know what he's going to do. Uh, LeBron James, you know, but we, I do have a feeling he's going to leave. So, um, you know, I'm, and it looks like, you know, guys, the NBA is trending towards the different era. You know, um, you're trending in a different direction. These young cats, you know, are just doing like, I mean, uh John Morant, um, Trey Young, uh, you know, all these guys, Luka Doncic, like the the league is trending in a different direction. I like where we're headed. You know, I like that we're getting all these young, these young people in the league and they're, you know, uh, they're they're taking over like within their first two or three years, you know, um, you know, so now the door and the windows for Kevin Durant and LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, those guys are kind of fading away just a little bit, you know, and they're giving way for these young guys to step over, step up and, and take over the league. And I feel like the league is in good hands now uh, with the new additions that we've got over the last couple of years and that we're going to continue to get over the draft, you know, and throughout the free agency and things like that. So, you know, and I'll have previews for all of that, you know, as we move closer and closer after the NBA finals, I'll do uh NBA draft preview, who I think is going to go where and this type of stuff and, uh, you know, what teams need to do to take their next steps moving forward to, to bring in success for their franchise in 2022. So, um, you guys be to look out for that. Make sure you catch Game 3 of the NBA Finals between Boston and Golden State at TD Garden at 9 o'clock Eastern Time on ABC. Also, you can uh, live stream and listen to it on ESPN Radio. Uh, watch it on the ESPN app. Um, and you guys make sure you check that out. Um, again, uh, check us out here. Uh, Hoops Talk with the Dog. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Check us out. Make us your number one listen for all things NBA, uh, providing your best hot topics, news, uh, everything you want to hear about the National Basketball Association. I've been your host, Jane Gay. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you guys next time.